There are few worse experiences in our lives than when we are caught doing something we know to be wrong red-handed. When I was in sixth grade, I was a miscreant as a child. I decided one morning when the principal, right after the principal had come in to tell us that our teacher was sick that day and we were waiting for a substitute, the moment the principal left the room, I walked up to the teacher's desk and began to change the seating chart. She did not know this, I thought, and as I looked up with the the tags in my hand, there she was at the door, caught in the act. There was no excuse, there was no uh, misunderstanding here. I had done something wrong, and because I had consistently, for years, driven that principal crazy with my antics. She was fed up, and she grabbed me and took me to her office and, and in no uncertain terms explained to me that I was going to be expelled from the school for all of these built-up accumulations of uh, just yeah, being a miscreant. Nothing ever like nefarious or terrible, just constant bad behavior with no change or remorse. And so here I was, 12 years old, convinced I was about to be expelled from my Catholic grade school. My mother came and picked me up and had no idea what to do. She was in the middle of her morning, or actually just the very beginning of it. She was looking forward to a few moments of peace, having just dropped her six children off for Mass, and that silence was broken by none other than my misbehavior. So she did what she, the only thing she could think of, she took me to the local Carmelite monastery, walked me up to the front pew, sat me down, and promptly left. I thought I was maybe supposed to be a nun in that moment, but I didn't think, I didn't think boys could be nuns, but I didn't know. I was confused. I had been caught. I was going to be punished. None of this was unjust. What was I supposed to do? Again, I was 12 years old. I didn't really understand all of it, but I understood enough to know I was in deep trouble. And I've told this story before, but in that moment, in that church, in that little chapel with the Blessed Sacrament exposed, I knew God loved me. I just knew that God loved me. I knew my mother and father loved me too, but I knew God loved me. And here I was, in that moment, broken, a sinner. I had done something wrong. Now, certainly in my life, I've done far worse than change the seating chart. But in that moment... God loved me, the broken person, the person caught in the act. You see, so easy it is for us when we do something wrong or when we catch someone else doing something wrong to ascribe all the evil of the world onto that one person. When someone is caught doing something, we see this publicly all the time. When someone is caught in an indiscretion or something along those lines, says something that they shouldn't say, we pile on to that person. But we also know the pain and suffering that we bring on ourselves when we are caught. When maybe we've been doing something for a while that we know has been wrong, but we've started to become comfortable with that, we think we can get away with it, and then boom, we're caught. And all of a sudden, we see ourselves as the worst person in the world. We want a scapegoat. We want a guilt and shame. And this destroys not only us, but our relationships and our society. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, the Lord says to Isaiah, The Lord who opens a way in the sea and a path... In the mighty waters. In the desert I make a way 
in the wastelands rivers. Friends, the Lord desires to do something new. And that new thing is his mercy. That new thing is his love for us, experienced in those moments of real doubt, despair, or hatred. God comes into this world to redeem the most broken parts of our world and to make it possible for each of us in those moments to know his boundless love. The Lord comes to us because he desires to set us free. He desires to encounter us, to love us and to treat us with compassion and to build a relationship with us. And this is what we are all called to do. We are called as disciples of Jesus to immerse ourselves deeply in his love and in his teachings but then to encounter not only our own brokenness, but the brokenness in the world with the compassion of Jesus Christ. This is, in one way, a challenge for us as Catholics, because our church teaches very clearly on areas that sometimes are not held by most of the people in the world, yet we are called to believe them. But we are also called to love other people. And I know in my own life, and especially as a priest, sometimes I struggle with this because I believe so deeply what the church teaches and it frustrates me, it upsets me that other people don't believe that or act contrarily to it. But how do we get people to know the love of Jesus if not through the way in which we love them? And I, in particular, love them. For us to renew and restore the world, the church, our own lives, it starts with an encounter with the person. Yes, our church teaches any number of things on any number of issues. I believe them, but I also believe in God's love, and you need that. Yes, you've done X. I still love you. doesn't matter what you've done. I love you, and I want to walk with you, and I want to build a relationship with you, and I want you, and I want to share with you the good things of this world, and I want you to choose those things but I want to walk alongside you. In this moment of condemnation, when this woman caught in adultery, caught in the very act of committing adultery, is brought before the Lord, the Lord who is ruler and Lord and king of all the earth. He has authority and dominion over us all. What does Jesus do? He steps alongside her. He walks with her. He loves her. He calls her to that first moment of conversion and renewal. In our own ministry here, especially in our student ministry, that is what has led to a significant growth and renewal within that ministry is starting with the person in front of us and loving them and walking with them and then in teaching them to do that with other people. Because, friends... You may be the only Jesus someone meets today, or this week, or this year. That is why God has given you the gift of the Eucharist. That is why God renews and restores you with confession, so that when you go out into the world, you can meet those people who are rightly broken, who you know to be sinners, not with judgment and condemnation, but with the compassion and love of God. You can walk alongside them, and with them to new life in Christ. 
But it starts with understanding who you are. St. Paul has this great line in um, the scriptures today. He talks about how I can continue my pursuit toward the goal, right? He is moving toward the goal, but he recognizes his own brokenness. He recognizes that I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of it by Christ Jesus, right? He knows and recognizes that he is still falling short, that he is still in need of redemption, but he desires to share that anyway. He desires to share his own being a work in progress with the world. And when we do this, we can change not only ourselves, but the world around us. And in these last few weeks of Lent, these last two weeks of Lent, in fact, this is what we are called in particular to do. You'll notice in the church that the images have been veiled. We enter into a deeper austerity, a deeper centrality of the Eucharistic and Paschal mystery of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. We come face to face with that challenge so that we can recognize our need for conversion and renewal in Christ Jesus but also the power and the need for us to take that out into the world. We are called, each of us, to come to Jesus and to really say, where have I truly fallen into sin? Maybe I haven't been caught in adultery. Maybe I haven't been caught in whatever sin that I'm committing. But where do I need healing? And not only that, what are the relationships I need to heal? Who are the people in your life who need love? who maybe you have spurned. This is that time, these last two weeks of Lent, to really focus on that. To join yourself to the redemption that comes from the cross by offering yourself to the Lord Jesus. Because no matter what, if we were caught changing the seating chart, if we've committed far worse sins, the Lord desires to encounter us, to treat us with compassion and mercy and to build a life-changing and lifelong and eternal relationship with each of us.